Hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of Unemployed Pinoy CEO. I'm your host, Francis San Diego. Uh, today's episode, I have a very, very special guest with me. He's a, a dear friend of ours with the whole family. Uh, and uh, his business is uh, plays a vital role in one of the aeronautics or aerospace world. Allow me to introduce to you Mr. Jim Scott. Ah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Francis. This yes. Is, this is fun. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you co- taking the time and coming over here. And um, I wanted to uh, say that I'm really excited about introducing you to the to the audience right now. Oh, good. I'm glad you called me up. You know, the, the name of your show is Unemployed uh, Benoit CEO, right? Well, so I'm I've been self-unemployed since I'm 18. I'm 64 now and CEO, right? Yes, yes. So yeah, there we go, Sir Jim. So okay, uh, we'll we'll go um, cut to the chase and let, let's go get started. So um, maybe you can uh, start with uh, telling us about your story when where you started about your journey in your business. On oh, my business, so um, I have several businesses, but the the big one is the family business, Seco Seals, and we make a. The gaskets that go on all the rockets on the nozzles. My my father started with the pa- space program, designing some stuff in the late 1950s for the Atlas rockets, and then because the, they had leaking fuel tanks on these rockets, so invented a part that stopped the leaks so the rocket would fly. And then over the next 10 years, they they put it on all the Gemini and Apollo and all the space flights during the 60s, and then built up the company, which was later became Alcoa, to this big thing. And as fate would have it, you build up a company, then big company, what happened? They fire you. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> right. And yeah, he I said, agree. and after having worked in 10 jobs before, my father said, I'm never going to work for anybody else again. I'm going to be self-unemployed. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, I, it's, uh, yeah uh, like uh, for all the viewers out there or audience right now, um, uh, Mr. Jim is uh, a a very good friend of ours from my parents up to my brothers and you know my sisters my wife or whatever so anyway yeah they 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 um, really showed us the how to uh, be engaged in the business world right so you started uh, definitely you started with the garage right Well, yeah, I started in the garage, and I was conscripted, you know, like most family businesses. I'm conscripted child labor to pack parts and, and go through the whole cycle because it was just going from a factory down to just one in family members. So we're around the table, you know, packing parts and putting things in boxes and shipping things and taking things to the to the post office. Yeah. And so that that went along, and it went really, really slow. Oh, it was it was really it's you can't you have to be very persistent. In terms, it took like uh, almost eight years really to, I mean, we made a little money, you know, enough to pay the bills before it break through eight to 10 years, mm-hmm. a lot of time. And so, I, and then uh, I was in college in 1974 and mm-hmm. I had my first and only job. I will say I worked at a place called Thrifty Mart, mm-hmm. pushing carts mm-hmm. eight hours a day for mm-hmm. 20 hours a week going to college. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I and then I says I am not going to do this. So I had a band, uh-huh. and I was making three times as much making music mm-hmm. than I was working at my job job. Right, and so I was self on. I said I'm going to be self unemployed. And every time mm-hmm. since then I've been doing that. So we did the family biz, uh, but I also got a degree in economics, you know, and understand that, and got a real estate license. And I've been real estate license for 
because I needed a backup, mm-hmm. you know, so I had the music because you need multiple streams of income, yes. right? You need yes. things because things change. And when you do real estate, you have to, it could be six months between paychecks or, or forever. So mm-hmm. you do have that. And then so I had the music because people always need dances and weddings and this kind of thing. So I did the music and, and uh, developed some property and, and built it up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Built it up and then it collapsed and built it up and collapsed. And so meanwhile, the family business is coming along. And then 1990, I stepped in and we made, you know, it's still coming along. And I took it over from my father Mm -hmm. and uh, worked full time at that with, well, still doing the music, still doing the real estate. And then I got another stream of income because I didn't understand taxes, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's your, the government is your silent partner. Yeah. (laughs) Not so silent around April 15th, but, uh. So I want to understand and I became uh, took a test and became an enrolled agent for the U.S. Treasury to, mm-hmm. to, to become tax returns so I could understand and do my own taxes or at least know what I was, where half of my money was going. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're smart enough to know what, what's going on with your money, right? Right. And so, um, but, you know, so the, uh, and then, you know, we get, got better, you know, we, because I, I was telling you, you know, you have to be, uh, you get, th- there are three things, you know, quality, mm-hmm. service, and price are the things you have. You really have to out hustle mm-hmm. and be persistent, keep selling, keep getting better and better. And so we picked up QuickBooks mm-hmm. and learned how to do accounting, which I didn't really know how that stuff. So, mm-hmm. so you just keep asking questions mm-hmm. uh, and keep track of what you're doing and have some goals, mm-hmm. but still have time for life. You know, we yes. did the, the sports and we did the music yes. and, uh, you know, you've got the family thing going on. You got to travel because you're only young once. Yes, definitely. You can't wait till you're 97 and then decide you're going to go to Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> there's no possibility, right? right. So yeah, uh, so Jim, uh, you you mentioned about like you know when when you were like uh, starting it off. Uh, can you please share what you as a young younger gentleman, right? Yes. Uh, what did you learn during those times that like you mentioned earlier that it's a long process. So what did you learn as a young guy or a young, young male that, Oh, this is really hard. And maybe you can share. Well, you know, it's not the stuff that they teach in MBA school. It's not that it's all about people. Right. Mm-hmm. And then your name is your brand. It's you, you don't make a sale. People, people like you mm-hmm. and they refer you to other people. It's the referrals. Yes. If they like what you do and they like, you know, they see how you perform with the little things. You know, it's a very biblical kind of deal. How you're doing mm-hmm. little things, you're doing big things. They want to see what your character is. Mm-hmm. You know, how you do the things around you. And then when you really do it, do it, you know, you prosper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that you don't let the, the setbacks are just speed bumps. They're not brick walls. Too many people go, they give up. Yes. Right? Yes. And they don't have a... It doesn't mean you keep have to bang your head against the wall. Mm-hmm. But you're going to keep going. Yes. You know, and you work around it. You go around it, over it. You back up. Mm-hmm. Call a hundred people, you know, yes. if you call 10 people, I'll call 50 people. Oh, right. Yes, yes. And so you, you do, you make the unimaginable, the things and you have to keep inventing. And it's because I kept reinventing the mm-hmm. company mm-hmm. and we have the standard product, which goes on these things, but I had to think of, but this product, you sell somebody one, they don't mm-hmm. need it again for 30 years. Oh. It never fails and never wears out. Because of the quality, It's right? a bad corporate product. You, yeah. just, you fix it and you're done. It's yeah. like building curbs or putting in fillings that never fail. Yeah. So it's, a, you know, big companies are built on failure and obsolescence. Mm-hmm. And my mind was built on quality and 100% performance because mm-hmm. you can't make a service call on a satellite. Yes. So I get 
that guy, which is pride points. You know, so my stuff has gone to the moon, it's gone to Mars. Yeah. You make design things that go, mm-hmm. you know, that are way in the future and they're yes. on drawing boards and I won't get to see how it's finished. Yeah. But I, I know I, I you have a part. Yeah, yeah. I have a part. I had a design. I made it better, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. then because you do that, other people, you know, your reputations and then other people tell people, tell people in uh, referrals. Yeah. It's referrals. And they go, Oh, I knew this guy and he did this <laughs> thing. And that's, you know, he's the guy who does that. So I'm, I call myself a, a space plumber. I'm a plumber. Oh, okay. But right? in space, <laughs> I'm a space plumber, right? Yeah. You know, I'm just a guy, you know, uh-huh. and, and, uh, and I surround myself. The other thing is you surround yourself with really, really smart people. Yes. Smarter than me, right? Yes. A lot yes. of people go, I don't want anybody smarter than me. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I want to be the dumbest guy in the room. Yeah. Then you <laughs> learn from them as well, right? Well, they watch your back, you know, mm-hmm. keep you at it. They protect you from yourself. Yes, yes. Right? That's nice. Nice to hear that. Yeah. Too, yes. Then, yeah, you mentioned about that. Maybe you can, you can share to the viewers, to our viewers out there. Uh, which companies have you had so far that are like, you know, at least they can get to know what we're, what business you're in? Well, um, Seco Seals, we specialize and we probably have 80% of the market of uh, uh, making metal gaskets for high pressure, for high pressure items that they go on oil platforms on standard uh, oil platforms and submarines and uh, uh, Caterpillar tractors and um, now that it's really an exciting wild west time with the hydrogen and the yes and the the new green movements in terms of clean because we've been sealing all these cryogenic and gases for a long long time yes and so the telling uh, the technology is evolving from what used to be average uh industrial that's not enough anymore because epa comes in so you can't have any more leaks and methane right mm-hmm. it's bad for the environment. Bad for environment so we've been sealing stuff for a long time yeah and, you know, your standard stuff maybe doesn't work. But with this, you're going to get zero leaks. Yes. And so we're going to be, we're getting from all over the world mm-hmm. things that it seal up these hydrogen. And we get to be involved in the new technologies. And, you know, it's evolving and it's going fast. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to see hydrogen cars running around here. In yes. Next I five. think 2005, right? They're going to start wow. uh, requiring, like, all electric cars right now. Well, yeah, they have these things called... Um, uh, hydrogen fuel cells and it came out in the apollo and it was a space thing it's 50 years old it should have been here a lot sooner mm-hmm. basically you take hydrogen and put in a catalytic con- converter kind converters of yeah yeah and you take in a byproducts of water and electricity mm-hmm. it's very efficient mm-hmm. and no smog yeah it's cool yeah that's really nice i mean yeah just to let you know guys uh one of the uh, major clients that the uh, uh they have is uh, you know just a little guy named elon musk <laughs> spacex and uh, also he's they've been uh, doing it in uh, nasa as well correct Sergio? well we, well we use we we've been working in the nasa labs for a long long time mm-hmm. my you know a father the family started that mm-hmm. and you pick up and you but since we're a part of an assembly, you know, mm-hmm. to allow, so one of the keys to success is you take a dollar item. These aren't expensive, mm-hmm. it's, but maybe the hardware is hundreds and thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So we allow you to tear, take apart a rocket, mm-hmm. put all the pieces back together, put in new gaskets, and they reuse. Mm-hmm. They can reuse a rocket. Like, they are like uh, these rockets that come up are only 3% of the rocket is, is the fuel cost. The rest mm-hmm. of it used to go in the ocean. Mm-hmm. 
somebody make a lot of money, right? Yes, now, yes. Now they land themselves and we get to reuse it. Yeah, like, reusable, you know, right? Reusable oh, rocket. It's amazing. It's, it's, you know, it's Star Wars stuff. You know, yeah. you saw, it was unimaginable 20 years ago. Yes. Now it happens, right? It's happening. But, but it happens because there's a lot of people that want to make it happen. You mm -hmm. know, it takes a lot of young guys <laughs> with uh, uh, a lot of persistence and working 100-hour, 200-hour weeks, you know. Yeah, it, that's nice. And uh, so... So we're just that one little piece. Yes. You know, we try to do that one little piece and I have people that work for me for a long time and mm -hmm. and uh yeah, because uh he's he's had uh Mr. Jim has uh the his staff has been working for him for a long time because of him, how he treats his uh guys out there. So shout out to all the Seco family members. Well, yeah, we <laughs> have a we have a you know, most people have these hierarchy org charts yeah we have a linear linear yeah everybody is the same you know yeah. so it's like working with your family and you just get you don't have to like excuse me can i take this piece of paper to this yeah. guy and this and then you know right you know you need to go to the doc just go yes come back you know you know you're yes. not a kid go and That's so nice. a lot of this a lot of my people have worked this is their first job out of their 18 now they're in their late 30s yes and they're a really long time which long is really time. good inspiring for you yeah so, so it, it's good and um i don't consider myself a great manager but i you know i because of my it's actually because of that one four-month job how i was treated as an employee i said i would never ever treat people like that yes i would learn from it right yeah it was it was meant and everything was meant for a reason right yes. and so um that's what i learned from that now that's nice nice to hear sir jim then um yeah let, maybe let's uh go shift into another question because you mentioned about um about the sports you're involved in sports oh yeah uh, maybe you can mention about the uh mr big jim's uh, legacy that he started and you're also continuing his uh legacy right so um we were all um we, you know, lived in the same small town in Costa Mesa for a long time. Since the 1960s, it was kind of 25,000 people. Now it's 125,000, long time. And so um, we're always interested in uh, high school sports, you know, rather than go. I mean, I like the Lakers, you know. Yes. I like the Suns yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah, out to, yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, Bernard yeah. of Koval Media. He started this all. So. <laughs> and so um, one of my... Uh, my father was a, a school teacher and he, he taught a, he was a freshman football coach. We had always liked the football. So mm -hmm. we, we came back and we, we sponsored uh, for 30 some years, a, uh, what we call the bell trophy, which yes. was the, uh, the city championship. Cause a lot of time when you're in high school, you can't win the state championship. You're just not, you know, yeah. if you wait, you have to wait a thousand years, yeah. right? It just doesn't happen, but you could have pick your rival mm -hmm. and then, win that one game yes and so we we, we took that uh small town enthusiasm yeah and we we, had, we sponsored this trophy and we started with football bell trophy right bell trophy and then we for for parody we did girls basketball mm -hmm. it was it was competitive and then the the boys basketball at this little little town the one team had won for 10 straight years over the other team mm -hmm. we had the bell trophy and they next year the underdog one. Close no, to the yeah, that's yeah. a good, everybody loves the underdog, right? <laughs> to win. Yeah. So then um, it's been almost 30 years ago. Yeah. So my father decides the kids need better facilities to play these games. They work their hearts out. It's better community because he coming from Texas, everybody has 
they may live in small houses, but they have big community facilities for their kids. It's at kids or everything. Yes. You know, and sports or everything. So they have these big stadiums for these. Because mm-hmm. it's not just the stadium. It's the cheerleaders and it's the band. Correct. And I was in band, right? Yeah. And it's a community. Everybody control travel for 100 yes. miles to go see something. So he decided they needed a new stadium. Mm-hmm. So he worked on it. And so we, I said, well, I had some... Uh, experience in land planning and environmental impact reports and this. And so we drew up some drawings and he started campaigning for his new stadium. Stadium, yes, right? Yes. And he would go around like an evangelist. <laughs> He'd yeah. go around and says, We're going to build this stadium in a 50 meter Olympic pool. Yeah. And uh, he didn't. And then he did went around the first year and then didn't happen. Mm hmm. The next year he goes, ah, we're going to build this stadium yeah. and get this thing. And 10 years later, yeah. they do a bond issue. Mm-hmm. Ah, we're going to do this thing. Didn't put it in the bond issue. Mm-hmm. So 20 years later of him going around mm-hmm. to sell his vision of the stadium, mm-hmm. they built yeah. Jim Scott Stadium and yes. the 50-meter pool. So what did we learn? Mm-hmm. It was crazy persistence. Yes, 20 20 years. So 20. the when he started, the kids that were born had already graduated from college, high school. Yeah, Almost they were in college, right? Yeah. So it went through a whole generation. And yeah. so, but that type of momentum and persistence, he had picked up, you know, in believers, we're going to build this stadium and get people to believe, it. well, we need this stadium. Yes. And all of a sudden, it ha- you know, one year, and it just happened. And we yes. were able to keep dad alive to long enough to, uh, to see the, you know, turn the shovel and see it being built. Yes, uh, we were part of it. Me and yes. my dad were like, we were there when they inaugurated uh, Jim Scott stage. For all of the viewers out there, um, <coughs> excuse me, the the stadium is located in uh, Costa Mesa and uh, it's it says there, Jim Scott Stadium. It's in honor of uh, Mr. Uh, Jim Scott, uh, Mr. Jim's uh, dad. Uh, who is like really, really well known in the community in Costa Mesa? Then uh, that the team that you, you had uh, for the Bell Trophy is uh, Mesa Verde and no uh, Costa Mesa High School Mustangs, Mustangs and Estancia Eagles. Right? Estancia Eagles. There right. we go. There so, we go. Yeah. There. So, so they're like really involved in terms of like uh, the sports and the community is like really wherever you go in that community, Jim Scott is really well known. Right, well, it was it was to develop the friendly re- friendly rivalries. Yes, you know, not like you know that you know you shake hands and mm-hmm. they were your friends after the game, mm-hmm. you know, and we gave them a patch that said they were city champions. It was it was to build community interest where nobody went to the games, but now they all went to the Bell Trophy. Yes, game. yes. So it was a building uh, building a community of of people that lived on different sides of towns and this, and they all had something in common. They just wanted to go and have fun. Yes, and yes. then we would take the uh, winner to. Uh, uh, to have ribs, you know, it, Newport winter. rib, Newport <laughs> rib. That's right. Thank you, John. There is yes. uh, for a long time. And so that was the deal. Yeah. And we stayed after it, but you know, concurrently we did the, the pushing for the stadium. It, but it was, so what was it was, it took a long time. Yes. And we didn't give up. Yes. 20 years, sir, Jim. 20 I mean, years. A long, long time. time. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people have, uh, I bet when he started, uh, you know, just talking to people, that most of his friends who's like with him are like gone or is there somebody that stayed with him? Oh yeah. There's a lot of people that are still around, you know, they're, they're younger and then uh-huh. they're, they're still in the deal. So, but part of the thing of adapting was 
the old football stadiums had yard tracks. So I did a, um, uh, usage analysis being the engineering kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, you know, there's only like 10 football games a year, maybe five. And mm-hmm. I said, well, it's not worth it to have five. Mm-hmm. So what else can we do here? Well, we got fat track and field. Mm-hmm. So that's when they move from yards to meters. Yes. And more importantly, um, where everybody had is this is when soccer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, was starting up. So that you can use year round. There's a huge demand. So we put the soccer, it really, it's a soccer field mm-hmm. surrounded by a track and field track mm-hmm. with a, with a bunch of seats. Mm-hmm. And that way, you know, it's uh, we set I set up this new design. We had it wasn't there before, and so mm-hmm. we set it up. And then you have to have low impact lights, and you can't have too much noise, and you, mm-hmm. you have to have all these kind of things, you know, mm-hmm. handicap access. We that was kind of fun. It's kind of playing Tetris with a getting yeah. all the pieces and <laughs> yeah, putting it all together. <laughs> and I wrote, you know, like two you know environmental impact reports because people said, ah, oh, what kind of noise is it going to make? But mm-hmm. once we figured it out, they actually made several other stadiums using it as a model mm-hmm. in other neighborhoods mm-hmm. because we'd already, you know, debugged it. Mm-hmm. And it's because it worked and it had, you know, year-round community. My goal was year-round uh, community usage with mm-hmm. the maximum amount of people, whether where they were kids playing football or soccer, you know, through seniors, you know, mm-hmm. walking the track, mm-hmm. you know, so everybody got to use so it. So everybody's like uh, a lot in the community. There's a lot of people that are like using, really using the, the facility. All right? the time, all, all the, the time. time. And the pool too is used, you know, seven days a week. There yeah. was a 50 meter pool because they didn't, you know, to train for Olympics. So they had to go out to Irvine, you know, mm-hmm. certain. So then they, uh, so we thought it was close to the beach. Everybody should know how to swim. Yeah. Because I learned to swim in the, over mm-hmm. Costa Mesa High, you know. Yeah. So I didn't drown at the beach <laughs> in the ocean. So, you know, we kind of pay it forward. You know, we I'd say it's like, you know, we we it's like the bridge builder. You know, yes. you, you drive over a bridge and it got there and you don't know who designed it. Somebody paid for it. And then, then so you want to be that bridge builder, mm-hmm. right? The yes. guy who makes the stuff and you pay it forward. And you yes. don't need a bunch, you know, Jim's, it's cool. But, you know, we push these things out and, mm-hmm. and uh, but we don't do it for the glory of the, Thing. you know it's just Correct. you know it just comes out and you know i'm, I'm really happy they named it after him yes you know, yeah. i mean we, i remember we were like waiting for them to uh uh reveal the name right yeah Where, when was the time that they revealed the name though like i remember oh. it was 2008 2008 yes yeah. oh yeah I, i remember that one that it, the, the 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 name is still uh covered with the blanket or something <laughs> well they had a thing they had to change the rules because you can't name a stadium mm. after somebody who's living a oh. public thing so they had to change the rules because he had yeah. the stroke he only yeah. you know, had limited but we kept him alive mm. for five years one day at a time right mm-hmm. yes, and so yes. uh uh you know it was always eminent but he got to see it so yeah that that, that picture the iconic picture uh, guys if you if you got a time Uh, if you can check it out, I believe it's in Google, right, Sir Jim? The picture. Yeah, if you Googled, yeah. There's a, like an iconic, there's a story uh, behind that uh, inauguration because I was there and with my dad. Uh, there was this uh, iconic picture that I don't know who took it. Uh, there's like a photo photographer, right? It was a newspaper reporter caught the fact that he was stoic, yeah. but for that one moment he winked. He's, yeah, he winked, and he it's as if he's happy. It's like mission he, accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah, he yeah. was a happy guy. Yeah, he was a guy. It's really iconic. I mean, I, I was like there, and we saw it. All of us saw it, and they were like really happy that he gave yeah. that <laughs> right out. It was away. a thumbs. Yeah, thumbs up. So, so I have some other toys here that so yes. I freed it up. 
you know, and, and, and rather than just being a plumber, yeah, you know, just a plumber that makes some cool, really cool stuff, yeah, he gives me some time, and I took some of my machines, and yes. we made some other innovative products, yes, because I'm all about you know innovative, innovative. stuff. So, so this is called a, a this is a ukulele. Yes, if you can yeah. see it here, guys, he is he manufactured this from scratch. Right on our CNC machine. CNC machine. So I, I, um, I was fascinated. I wanted a guitar, mm -hmm. uh, that and I guess ukuleles are hot kind of thing. And I didn't mm -hmm. know there's four types of ukuleles. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, a soprano, mm -hmm. a tenor, a standard, a concert, mm -hmm. and a baritone. And so we standardized on the body, and we used some high end pickups. So now you can play uh, island music, mm -hmm. but you can also play ACDC, and you can shred on your there your ukulele you right? and i like being the kind of the old hippie guy kind of yeah. i like the rustic wood you know it's not yeah. all finished up and we have a regular guitar and we have a bass guitar and we're gonna actually gonna record some music with it eventually you sing this one Sergio, right that's it yeah and so we'll make a little music video i'll give you a copy of it there someday you, you know yeah. and it's it's the process of starting with the wood and designing yeah. it and this is made off of uh what wood walnut walnut, walnut. okay yeah. walnut Guys. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's uh, whoever's interested, guys, uh, check it out. Uh, when are you gonna get this out in the well, maybe later this summer, later this summer, okay? Yeah, so, whoever's know. like a musician, uh, who wants uh, who's playing guitars, guitar, yeah, you can check it out, and we'll we'll put on the link on below to know more. Well, actually, <laughs> what we're looking for is we're looking for experienced, um ukulele players to Ooh. record oh. using our, our ukuleles right there my, my idea with my 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 wish list is to have four people who can read play like like a, a beethoven concerto on four piece on four different oh, ukuleles okay. right oh there you go so you're gonna you're gonna create those dip, different uh ukuleles right yeah we have they, they all look the same except for the the necks are longer oh but okay. the fingering's the same and they have to be arranged but uh, it, it's kind of fun. It yes. plays it it plays like a normal ukulele, and it, it has electronic pickups. Okay, guys, whoever's interested, like to play oh, your your experience in uh, playing a ukulele, uh, comment below on the comment section, and we'll hook you up with Mr. Jim Scott. Really? Yeah. Right. Okay. Then this one, next one. Yeah, let me go reach for it. This one is what you call the brain saver. Right, so, so he also created this uh, using wood. Here, you want to go reach for it? Oh, there we go. All right, so we had um, reset here. So I had this idea that I, I'm not really I'll probably get, yeah, you know, uh, put off the air or something. But uh, I'm mm -hmm. concerned about um, RF energy in the universe, yeah. right? Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, my friend's father who was a uh, radio. Uh, he was a radio man in the mm -hmm. 50s in the military. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he was like in the early 50s, he died of brain cancer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm sensitive to, and I thought, you know, as we get older, we say, oh, this guy died of this and that. And and uh, so, I, so I thought I make a product and it's called Brain Saver and it uses a piece of copper, mm -hmm. which is a Faraday cage and it blocks because mm -hmm. I'm guilty of it too. I put my phone up here all the time all yeah. the time you know and <laughs> yeah. then i've known some people and then another what convinced me to make it i have a friend who uh had stage four throat cancer here mm -hmm. right yeah he was gonna like die but his uh -huh. his uh father 
you know, his, uh, his wife's uncle was a mm-hmm. experimental oncologist and he got mm-hmm. treated. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mikey, what do you do? He says, well, you know, I'm a, a options trader, sell stocks. Mm-hmm. He says, what do you do all day? Well, I take my cell phone and Put I'm like, yeah, and I've been typing like this <laughs> for, for 10 years. And so, and it was just right there. Oh, really? Yeah. It's yeah, like so, a radiation on the neck. Huh? Yeah. So I think this is one of the things you'll see on late night TV, you know, is that, Where 20 years ago, did you have a, one of those phones mm-hmm. and this? Uh, yeah. Maybe they've cleaned it up a little bit. So I, mm. I made this thing and uh, out of the wood using mm. the same machine that makes that. And uh, I learned a lot by making it. Mm-hmm. I learned how to make that because we yes. had to learn how to use the computer programs. And yes. it's, the proce- it's not the product, it's the process. Uh-huh. So one of the things we learned about mo- working wood is three months later, it gets brittle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that to me. That, so it started, it had nine failure points. This mm-hmm. is when COVID, now it was ready to roll out. Mm-hmm. And then it started breaking because it changed the texture of the wood. Texture, yeah. So that's why we're coming out with the one that's the plexiglass. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to protect it as well, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's more giving. It's more forgiving. And, uh, and so it's the same, same concept. We're going to use the wood. Yeah. And then, um, but we're going to use a plexiglass and the same designs. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to give up. I mean, yes. Yeah. Persistent, wasn't, right? Barbara wasn't too happy, but she's happy now. <laughs> I shout out Miss Barbara. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got to get her you to know. shout out. Well, the, she's the CEO, but I'm just going to the yeah. assistant. And then my <laughs> yeah, last little toy here is uh, a product we have called Lap Saver. Lap Saver. And Lap Saver is the same kind of thing because uh, my niece had a friend that had a... Uh, Uh, they got uh, internal cancer, right? And she used to, said, what is, you know, and then you say, well, what do they do different? Mm-hmm. Right. And see, she would watch Netflix like every night for three or four hours with her thing on the laptop. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same concept mm-hmm. with the, with the, uh, mm-hmm. the copper. copper. Yeah. And so the, the RF signal will not go through the copper. Mm-hmm. So, uh, nice. so yeah, j- guys, if, if you notice, uh, Sir Jim is a problem solver. So he always, if uh, whatever he encounters, like he, he thinks about some solutions, that's why he's really successful. I, admi- I admire this guy <laughs> so much. Well, <laughs> that's the fun that lights your fire, right? Yes. You know, you could go and solve a problem that, yes. you know, maybe the problems aren't there, but you can work through the process. And it's yes. kind of exciting because if you have a bunch of stuff working, yes, you know, because it takes forever to, to, for good ideas to go. They don't Correct. happen overnight. Yes, Other than Francis process, here who becomes right. an overnight millionaire. But, you no. know. Well, Doge. I wish, but no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, people do, you know, buy Dogecoin oh. and they, you know. And uh, somebody did tell me in 2012 to uh. buy Bitcoin. Said, yes. Jim, you, you know, it's like this. five bucks. Take take a thousand dollars. You buy this. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> Now it's worth 50 grand. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, well, no, it'd be worth millions of dollars. Right? Yes, yes. So, so But I didn't know. I mean, I had the yeah. money, but you just don't know. And there was a lot of stuff. So mm. you can't, well, so I'm not going to win the lotto because I don't buy tickets. But yes. if I did, I'd probably win. Yes. You know, and I wouldn't win. Yeah. Uh, so those are the toys. And then uh, we have some other things. So those things keep it interesting. We have some uh, other stuff. But those are the tactile things, uh, toys I wanted to bring over. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, the, this is really good. Actually, good thing that you like really brought it in because, yeah, definitely it's part uh, part of the show is to, you know, Um, uh, help uh, business owners as well to you know uh, be familiar with what in s- what's in store outside there. So. Well, yeah. So the so in uh, I don't know if it's closing, but I'll but I'll tell you two things that I, that, mm-hmm. that made me kind of break through deals. So I, yes, as so I had all this stuff. I'm doing real estate. I'm doing yeah. the, the gaskets. 
you know, I'm doing music. I got a wife, you know, yeah. we got family stuff. I'm running out. Of, I got to sleep. I'm going to hours in the day. So something had to go overboard. Right. So I, yeah. I sort of put in an, hour, an hourly uh, value on my time. And if it didn't make 20 bucks an hour, it's, it's over. Yeah. Unless I liked it, you know, yeah. I mean, you don't get that paid for everything. Cause I said, I'm not going to work more than 40, 50 hours a week. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get sick. You know, mm-hmm. I need more time, mm-hmm. especially with pops. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so I raised it. And so what happens? You raise your rate mm-hmm. and you lose some people, but your, your clients get better. So yes. you raise your rate again. Okay. And then I stopped doing the music because yeah. I wasn't making enough. It was, mm-hmm. And so I went from $20 to $40 to 50 to a hundred dollars an hour. Okay. Right. And so, yeah. you know, your time gets worse, you know, and then maybe more. Yes. Know? And so my sales time now, when I really focus on something I, for advising some big company on how to, it's worth a lot of money, right? Yes, yes. You know, but I but only did it because I freed up my time, you know, and I, oh. and I got control of my time. And you raise your, and then, rate, you, and as you, your wage rate gets better, like I learned in music, your clients get better. Because they're less whiny, right? And yes. then, you know, it's, <laughs> less whiny. Yes, exactly. Well, no, and then they just, they don't suck your life essence, right? Yes, so, yes. I mean, you can still have bad clients, right? Mm-hmm. But, but you get your value on your time and then you feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I did, uh, it's called the 2% plan. And I took it from a, uh, went to a DJ seminar on how to be, because I was making like $500 mm-hmm. for two hours. And I mm-hmm. go, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. He was making 5,000 for four hours. Oh my gosh. To make a wedding, I go, which is like a million bucks, right? Yeah. This is 20 years ago. I'm going, yeah. how, how do you do that? So he, he said the 2% solution, mm-hmm. right? So what is that? He says, well, every week I write down, I'm going to be 2% better. And I can think of something that's going to make me 2% better. And I write it down. Every day you do that. No, no, no. Once a week. And that's oh, your goal. Right? Yeah, 2%. And you can always make yourself 2% better. You could be more organized on your time. Lay out your, you know, just find out what you're time wasting and be more effective. Go to the gym. You know, I don't go to the gym, but I mean, you know, what? <laughs> How right. do you start that one? Two percent. So, like, let's say what for for all the viewers out there, maybe they they're interested because this is something new. So, like, when you started to do that two percent, you applied it to yourself. What did you start doing? Like, if you can share the. Well, I could say okay, I've got a, I've got two. Uh, Musical things this weekend. I would focus on one item at a time. I got to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm playing this wedding reception mm-hmm. on Saturday. It's for mm-hmm. four hours. Mm-hmm. So how can I be more efficient on my time? Mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm, I'll, uh, uh, dear Jim, okay, write up a song list. Yes. Ask them what they want to hear. Yes. Find all my chords, uh-huh. you, know, you know, get organized, lay everything out. Correct. Load the car the day before. Don't have a panic test your equipment, you know, whatever yeah. it was, okay. it was animated. And then I would check it off. I review it and go, okay, let's do it again. Oh. I have another job this weekend. Okay. How to be too bad. You know, so you make yourself 2%. Now I'm 4% better. Uh-huh. And then after, then I'm after a couple months, I'm 50% better. Mm-hmm. What happened was I got way more efficient. Mm-hmm. I got better. I mm-hmm. practiced on my, yeah. you know, I said, I'm going to be like that guy. Mm-hmm. His voice is great. It's yeah. like Francis's, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know about that, but right. And so I, you know, I, I said, mm, they, there's guys that have more money. They're better making. They're younger. They have more than this. And says, I've like I told you. I says I gotta. How am I gonna compete? And I said, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna, less is more. Yes. I'm gonna have a 20 second audition. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's it. It says, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the very first time, Mister. And Mrs. Francis San Diego. There. And I go. <laughs> <laughs>
right? <laughs> See? <laughs> you know, it's like the guys at Disneyland. Yeah, the guy yeah. says, wow, ladies and gentlemen, huddle yeah. around. You start whispering, right? Yeah, so I worked on voice uh-huh. control uh-huh. and metering. I'd watch the guys on TV. and So I write it, but back to your point. Yeah. I write it down. I says, you're going to work on your voice. And I would yeah. listen to voices and, and how they did their voices and how they controlled it. And then I'd watch myself mm-hmm. projecting out. Oh, okay. You know, you I see what my response is. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so there was a feedback. Uh-huh. And then I, because you can control mm-hmm. the way people listen to you. Oh, on your really? delivery. Uh-huh. It's like the TV preachers are the best. Yeah. They talk. And he says, Francis, <laughs> if you want to be successful, let me get you on the secret. Right. <laughs> and so. That's really good. <laughs> I, right? I know I heard that from you already, but yeah, it's amazing. Well, but see, you have to do it on the 2% because yeah. you can't, people get frustrated. They want it all now. Yeah. I'm right. telling you, you have to break it down. Yeah. And you break down a lot of their different areas. So then I go, okay, I'm not going to just do one thing. I'm going to work on 10 things. Yes, yes. And sometimes you don't make your 2%. You yes. fail. Then you go back and you go, okay, now I got to catch up. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly getting better on all these things. Yeah, and then it goes, great. and that practice works in all areas of your life. Yes. Right? And you, you know, you do, you know, doing good stuff. Repetition and everything, right? Well, it just becomes a mental habit, you know, and then you don't have to worry. You're just thinking about it all mm-hmm. the time. How yes. you can be better? How yes. can I serve? You know, what am I doing here? You know, what's, you know, what, what are we working on? You know, are we staying on task? You know, are we don't, you know, don't get frustrated. Keep going. Yes. Yes. Otherwise you don't get know what's on the other side. Yes. Yes. Uh, a lot of, yeah, you're absolutely right. Sir Jim. Then yeah, because a lot of uh, people out there, uh, they're like really impatient. They're like really instant, instant results right away. They don't uh, value the, what you you're sharing that you got to work on something. Well, uh, you know, you, know be, you don't know, when you get to a place where you don't know where you are, you, d- you have to look around and say, why am I here? Mm. Because this company, like, we'll go back to my father's example. He came to Los Angeles to sell a, a system of lightweight fittings that he designed. He spent thousands of hours designing all this mm. stuff. And the guy goes, I know you're here for this, but we got this call today. And they need to work on this gasket. He's going, I got this thing. Mm-hmm. This is my master's thesis. This mm-hmm. is this is my life. Goes, this is it. I know. I know. Great. Work on this little thing. Because right? oh, he had seals, yeah. so that became his life and it became part of my life, right? Yes, yes. And he never did build the fittings because he got he, the, the fittings were just get him to that spot where he was in the uh, right place at the right time, yes. doing the right thing. Then it opened up that opportunity for him via that uh, that first client, right? Is that the first client that you... No, the company hired him oh. based upon the fittings because oh, the fittings. he knew it was a designer. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's amazing. That's amazing. Right. But, so, but if he would have given up and said, no, I, it's my design, it's my ego in this box, I'm going back to Texas, then it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, we wouldn't even meet. <laughs> we wouldn't be here. No. Yeah, I know. Well, that's an amazing story, Sir Jim. Well, anyway, that's that's really good to hear that uh, about your uh, story. Then you're, it's uh, I'm really thankful that you're sharing that story with uh, our viewers. So uh, I just wanted to uh, ask you, maybe if you have somebody to shout out, we can do a shout out right now by, yeah, for the camera with the... Well, yeah. So a shout out to my wife, Barbara, who's my number one supporter. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, who backs me on everything is very patient yes. and understanding and, uh, and loves me dearly. And, uh, to, uh, everybody at Seco and the fam and my sisters and, uh, mom who, uh, inspires us every day. 
He was 90. And, uh, yeah. and the whole city of Costa Mesa and, uh, and uh, shout out to the uh, San Diego family. There you go. You go. That's Thank right. You. You know, Thank Frank you, Sergeant. Then I, I have some surprise for you. Uh, I'm gonna. You can if you can look in the monitor in right in front of you. I have so, like one uh, something to show you right now. So, okay, oh, yeah. Hi, my name is Marilyn Scott Waters, and I just want to say that Jim Scott is the best. A great brother, a good businessman, and an all-around great guy. Thanks. <laughs> a little bit something, you know. <laughs> so uh, we were like uh, really busy last week. So I, I, luckily I got the chance to talk to Miss Merlin about it. So Yeah. Very so, good. well, I'm very excited about your podcast here. I think it's a great idea. Thank you. And, you know, it's going to inspire. You know, it's kind of like intellectual wildfire you don't know where it's going to go yes that, you don't yeah know definitely which, you don't know where it reaches out with the internet it, the, the world is flat yeah you know what? you know yeah, it, you're correct and yeah. you don't know who you're affecting mm -hmm. out there wherever yes certainly. you know you won't know till years later yes yes like absolutely uh, that's what we're uh me uh, actually you're, you're absolutely it's it's really you know uh, i'm really excited to hear that from you because that's our uh, initial uh, goal between me and uh bernard co uh the the founder of our this uh, studio so the, our vision is to uh, get this uh, podcast out there to somehow reach to small business owner or, or individuals out there and like you said even years to come they, they might even see it so Well, nice. once it's out there, it'll be recorded and somebody pick it, you know, because it's on the internet. It never goes away. Yes, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's really good. So anyway, wow, Sir Jim, it's really fun to have you here. Um, then uh, maybe you can um, you can share to the viewers, to our viewers, uh, where can they follow you on social media? Uh, maybe you can uh, share to them their your, uh, websites or something like that. So well, you know, we we have. Um, SecoSeals.com. There's an information page. You can give me a shout out, SecoSeals. Uh, and uh, I'm on Facebook, right? Yes. But I'm kind of a low profile. But you can find me or yes. you can find Francis. And yes. Francis, you know, he's, he stops by once in a while. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so you can reach me if you have an idea for a product or something. You know, give me a call. And, yeah. uh, and or, you know, send me the information. I love to work on new ideas yeah. and finding solutions to impossible problems. Yes, you he's know, a problem for, solver. That, that make the world a better place, <laughs> yes, right? There you you go. know, we're all about making the world a better place and uh, having fun and no stress, no drama, right? We don't do yes. we don't do those things. Nope. And uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'd like to help you out on that stuff, and uh, uh, I really appreciate you. Uh, let me you come on me. and tell my story. And yes, sir, this is exciting here. Yes, yes, it's exciting, and uh, yeah, definitely. Then I wanted to. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart yeah, because you've been a really good uh, friend of ours for years, like 2007, since 2007, yeah. 2008. Yeah, 15 years or so. 14, yeah. 15 years. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> That long. So anyway, uh, again, thank you very much, Sir Jim, and it's a pleasure to have you here. Hope I can get you here. If you have another project, then maybe we can share it to the world. And again, 
Uh, maybe you can uh, have some parting words before we go. Oh, salamat kuya. There you go. Maybe you can we can share them uh, some Tagalog that you can. Oh, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> Uwe na sa bahay, eh? There you go. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a he's a multilingual actually, guys. Well, so. because langu- languages, I don't speak very well uh, Tagalog, but I do speak French, Spanish, and German. You know, yes. so. Uh, I've studied it, and you know, it opens up other worlds. Languages yes. are your opening up of different worlds, different, and different worlds. cultures, and keeps your mind working. Right? Yes, yes. There we go. There we go. Okay, Sir Jim. Well, it's really a fun to have you here. And um, before we end, uh, I just wanted to invite you guys to check out our website, uh, unemployedpinoyceo.com. And also, uh, before we go, I would like to thank Mr. Bernard Koff for producing our show. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Sir Bernard. And uh, I wanted to say, hope to see you again, guys, soon. And this is another Uh, interesting and fabulous uh, episode. Again, this is Francis Sanjago, and I'm your unemployed Pinoy CEO. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.